0: what's up guys welcome back to through the seams podcast it's tommy your host today um we're actually missing half of the Through the Seams podcast really busy so uh we're just trying to get an episode out today it's july 30th uh, a few days after the subway series that just took place jackson how
1: are you feeling uh feeling pretty good after since the subway series has been over for the yankees at least yeah just in general feeling pretty good today
0: here, All right, so um, to start off obviously. Uh, since I already brought it up, we're gonna go talk about the Subway Series. Uh, I was lucky enough to go to Game Two. Uh, obviously, um, fantastic environment. Definitely the best one I've been to since I went to the World Series for the Mets in 2015. Really? Uh, it was yeah. It was it was sick. It was sold out. Um yeah, great environment. A lot of Yankee fans. A lot of Mets fans. Um, it's nice to see New York baseball back. On top, um, it's a fun place to be, but uh, we'll we'll get into the games of that. Um, so Tuesday, uh,
1: Jackson, you want to lead off? Game one, yeah. I mean, game one started off pretty. I mean, obviously Jordan Montgomery, Tyler t- walk on the mound started off pretty hot with uh, Judge, Homer, and then Rizzo, both of them going back to back. And like right from then and there, because once Rizzo with Oppo, and you're like, okay, these balls are juiced again because they were last year during the series. And, like, it's, it's – I don't know, it's a controversial thing. Like, I, for some people, like, I think with big games, I get why they do it, but at the same time, maybe you shouldn't do it because, like, you just want to see which team is better without having like, use juice balls. But, yeah, uh, Yankees just came on top early and looked like it was going like, to be bad, and then the Mets answered right away with four in, four in the first. Water West was, I think, probably the player of the series for the Mets, to be honest, at least just as far as timely hitting, and just coming up big when need, he need, needed to. So yeah, it was a crazy game. Mets obviously took the lead after the after the first inning off of like the doubles and the homer, and then just never relinquished it. And I guess the offense kind of got shut down. Kyle Walker was really good again, like he has been all year. Yeah, Taiwan's
0: been really reliable this year after uh, like kind of um, collapsing at the second half of last season after being named an All Star. Yeah, uh, yeah. This season, the All Star break, he gave us a quality start after a really rough start. So take that from Taiwan um Adovino pitched 5 outs which was huge at the end of the game and then of course Diaz yeah. came in shut the door striking out four um Yeah good performance from the Mets um Yeah right when the, right when the game started I'm like wow like these balls are juiced I thought there was going to be like 20 runs scored in the game and yeah, after the same, first inning it was strange so do you th- you think the balls were juiced the entire game, or do
1: you think it was like just the first inning? That's a good question. I think I think they were juiced for the first inning and maybe even for like the first like three, but then they I like I, you, I, I don't know, like, they don't be smarter than people think they definitely might have changed them, but like why not just have them for the whole game if you're gonna do it like that? But I think, yeah, they could have been juiced for like an inning or, an inning or two and then they would have just went back to normal balls. Cause like it rolled a Chapman through a clean inning, so like yeah. you there's no way the balls choose juiced <laughs> during that <laughs> inning
0: the further the game progressed, it looked like the jo- the balls weren't juiced, which was like strange because hezo hitting an opposite field home run, probably is- when does he ever hit an opposite field home run was like, never yeah year, I would guess
1: I'm pretty sure yeah uh,
0: starling Marte, although he made like good contact, that didn't look like it was going out off the bat, in my opinion, and it. Got out Eddie's home run looked pretty legit. judge's home run was pretty legit, but um those those two it was strange, definitely weird. um, I don't like the juice balls at all um yeah. I guess for like the average fan you wanna see or like the casual fan you wanna see more home runs uh, I mean it it like you said, it doesn't really show the skill of like, how they're actually gonna play when it matters, so um. I think MLB has to break that habit if there was juice balls, or maybe it was just a really interesting coincidence. Yeah, yeah. I
1: agree.
0: So moving on to Wednesday's game. um, This is the one that I was at. um, Not like too much to say starting off the game. Um, Just uh, uh, Domingo Herman, he had a Pretty good start considering how he, yeah, uh, which is crazy, off, especially against the Mets, um, who have a pretty damn good lineup. Uh, Scherzer, he shoved, even though he's getting a lot of uh hit balls off after, hard contact, yeah, but yeah, but pushed through. Um, going in the eighth inning, David Pearson came in for three batters and gave up two run bomb. So, my <laughs> <laughs> my underrated player, um. From a few episodes ago, not start uh the second half the way I was planning on it. Then Seth Lugo, who has been like not good this year, it's but that was Five crazy outs. what he did. Yeah, I it was vintage Seth Lugo. It was really awesome it to was. see that. It really was. Yeah, I didn't mind him coming out for the eighth, but when I saw him come back out for the ninth, I'm like, what is Buck doing? There's no way Seth Lugo is about to. 5 outs against the Yankees. I didn't think there was a chance, but I mean, he shoved. He looked really yeah, good. Daytime. The curveball curve
1: Yeah, exactly. curveball was nasty. That's he was doing 97 hard. He, yeah, he was just like prime Seth Lugo to be honest.
0: Yeah, so that was awesome to see because I was calling for his head earlier this year. And um maybe maybe he's found it found his stride. Hopefully he could keep it up because if he could pitch like he used to be able to pitch, that would be a huge add to this Mets bullpen. But uh bottom of the ninth. Got a hot start off of Wandy Peralta. Um started off with uh as Jackson mentioned before, Eduardo Escobar and the double. And then uh Ripped. Tomas, yeah, ripped it. Uh, I think Tomas Nito sacrifice bunted him over if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, after
1: like after like the worst sacrifice bunt attempt the first time. And then the next time it was like perfect. It was so funny. Yeah. Um, I
0: think Tyler Naquin just hit a nuke. Never mind, it was caught. Too bad. Um getting back to this game. Uh after that Brendan Nimmo came up and had a really weird bouncer right back to Peralta. Peralta wasn't able to handle it. Got to move on to Marte who uh finished the game.
1: Yeah, right oh. there. Right there to the error, like a quote unquote error, like he kind of knew the game was over. Like, like Wandy slapped the ground. He was pissed. He was so angry with himself because he got exactly what he needed to. He's mostly a ground ball pitcher. You're not really going to expect him to get a strikeout there, which is kind of where the Yankees are screwed in that situation. But he got like a super soft, soft ground ball pretty much right to him when he came into play. So he knew right there he was kind of screwed. And also, like, actually, well, I'll bring this up like once we're done talking about this game. But yeah. So
0: that was the subway series, Um, a great
1: environment to
0: be at. Um, I think this proves to anybody who doesn't believe the Mets are a legit team. This team is real. Um, Even though the Yankees weren't putting out their best starters against us. We, we shut down their lineup pretty well. And um, I think this shows that this Mets team is not like any other Mets team. 25 games over 500 for the first time since 2006. Yeah, they're good. They're, yeah. Yeah, they're they're a good baseball team. There's something different with this Mets team. Like
1: the crowd, all this atmosphere, like uh, Yankees fans could like give Mets fans all the shit they want about the whole World Series thing. And like, yeah, maybe, there's maybe like some validity to that just the way certain fans react. Like the atmosphere is perfect. Like Matt Carpenter literally told a story of how he was at first base and he told like Pete Alonso like a World Series matchup would be awesome between these two teams. Even Pete agreed. Like both these teams would love that to happen. Like like even though they don't think it's a robbery, like they know it's exciting baseball because the fans are gonna be really into it. But like also the series just in general, like the whole thing about how the Yankees and feel like their their best guys, like I'm I'm partly a Yankees fan as, as well as a Dynamax fan, like they still try to win ball games. Like who cares if all they didn't play their full, full starters? Like certain guys are hurt, it just was. Like Stan legitimately is hurt. They didn't just like do it because all it's a mess. Like, if he could have played, he would have played. That's bullshit. I don't know why people, like, think, think that. Uh, but also, one other thing Aaron Boone was, did not manage that series well at all. Like, some of the bullpen decisions were really questionable. Bringing Clay Holmes in the eighth instead of the ninth. Putting in Wandy for the ninth when Eduardo Escobar, like, is literally only good against lefties, made no sense, like, at all. Made no sense. Ha- throwing Domingo Homelan out there in the first place, even though he actually ended up doing pretty good, like, made no sense either, especially with Max Scherzer. Which it's funny because like that game was close one when I thought I, everyone, I think everyone thought that game was going to be not even close with herma on the mound, uh, pitching Joey Gallo to face Edwin Diaz. It might be the stupidest, stupidest thing he's done this season, but like it's rare like bad manager series by Boone. But other than that, like it was really entertaining. Uh, the games in August or not August? August? Yeah, no, next August. Right, in September we, that they play each other again. It's so, August, it's, right? So,
0: August. Like, mid-August. Yeah,
1: the game is, like, pretty much a month away. Or like, one month away from that series. They're gonna be even, like, better, too. So, yeah, it's fun. Fun series. You know, the Mets fucking dominated it, to be honest.
0: And Joey Gallo, Edwin Diaz, I that was probably the most predictable strikeout in MLB history. Yeah. Um, I actually like the ever. Holmes in the eighth decision. Yeah, probably ever. I play Holmes against the top of the lineup. I like when you put your best reliever in to face the top of the lineup. Like, um,
1: well, it was just Pete. I mean, he put him in just to get Pete out, which makes sense. But, like, the next two guys were, like, if I remember correctly, it was, it was Vogelbach who ended up walking. Like, okay, I get Vogelbach's kind of scary, but, like, Wandy. I mean, first of all, you Wandy Wandu there. He's a lefty. And after that, it's more Cannon. Like, they're not, there's no, like, real, like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like Clay Holmes could, like, is better fit to face, like, a, a McNeil and, a, and an Escobar. Yeah, wait, actually, McNeil came up. I forgot. Yeah, I don't know. Looking, just looking back, okay, maybe it wasn't a bad decision, but, like, using Wani in e the ninth made no sense, but also you kind of had to because he's your best guy and, like, you couldn't use anybody else. That's where, that's where cool they missed cool. Mike King, for example. Back. Yeah, I thought you going to do that, too. That's, like, where they missed Mike King. Like, that's literally his spot right there. But, yeah, it was a fun was, series.
0: Maybe a little bit of mismanagement, but, uh, you know, looking back, uh, not really much that Boone had to do there. But definitely a fun series altogether. I'm very excited for the next one. Although it's not really a rivalry between the players, obviously it's a rivalry like in the town itself. So it's nice to have that. Um,
1: yeah,
0: the atmosphere at the stadium, definitely playoff atmosphere. Like, although all the jokes about the Mets World Series, it, it, it did feel like the playoffs. And Eduardo Escobar said that after his home run in the first, it felt like hitting a home run in the playoffs. As you mentioned before, Pete and Carpenter talking at first about a potential World Series matchup. You know how big it would be for the city. And uh, hopefully we get it. I mean, that would be really
1: awesome to see these two teams in the World Series. Yeah, it would. It'd be be pretty toxic, but it'd be be funny and awesome.
0: Yeah. So uh, that's really all we got for the Subway Series. We're going to move on to some trades that have. Uh, happened since our
1: last time recording. Um, we go. I can take this one if you, yeah, I, I take yeah. if you want. Yeah, I can take it if you want. You got it. All right. So, first, like, kind of trade, first real trade around the deadline was, and you got you talking, can talk about this Whenever we get up, uh, the Dan Vogelbach trade, which is a little controversial because Mets fans obviously were mad that they get with uh, Holder. What is it, Taylor Holderman? Uh, Colin. What? Oh, it's Colin? Isn't Taylor Holderman like a,
0: like a... Like a... Isn't that the guy who fought in that... um?
1: Oh, that's... Like, he's like a TikToker or something like that. Yeah, that's the he guy fought who Colin. fought... What's his name? Gib. Oh, my fought God. Gib. Anesan Gibb. Gib. <laughs> Taylor Holder <laughs> yeah. is his name. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, yeah. Oh, Colin Holderman, so, Colin Holderman. So, he, who's been pretty good today, pretty good this year as a rookie, but he got bogey back... He's a pretty funny, great, fun player, honestly. And, I mean, what do you think about the move with the Mets fan? So far, he's been good.
0: Yeah. As you mentioned it, Alderman, it, was, it was rough to give him up. Um, he was, uh, like, somebody in the pen that I relied the most on. Probably top three behind Diaz and Adovino so far this year. So, uh, it was strange to see us deal him when we've had problems with our bullpen. Not not really problems, but uh we definitely need to yeah. Yeah. um it was strange to see us give up like one of our consistent relievers for um just like a platoon DH. Uh I, I do like the acquisition of Ogleback. Oh, we'll He's been good so far. Um uh adds some much needed power to the lineup, protects Pete a little bit, batting in that five hole when he does. Um I like the move. Pirates sent Holderman straight down the triple A after acquiring him, so I found that strange because I'm pretty sure Holderman had a sub three ERA this far into the major league season. Maybe yeah, they didn't he did make him a starter for some reason. Which is um maybe a step in the right direction. It's classic for, pirates. Uh, yeah. But, it's um, pitchers. yeah, so I, I get it from Epler's side. Like, you're trading a righty that, uh, like, doesn't have, like, blow-you-away velocity. Uh, I guess he's pretty replaceable, but he was having a good season so far, so I didn't love trading him. But, uh, as I said, Vogelbach's been good, and I'm excited to have him. Hopefully, he will be a bench bat by the end of the trade deadline, because I, as good as he's been so far, I wouldn't want him as a primary DH. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, what Vogelbach does do really well is get on base, and he's been doing that so far with the Mets and just this year in general. I mean, he has, like, he has 123 WRC+. Plus. Like, that's pretty great thing about it. Daniel Bologovac has, has that high of a WRC+. But well, he's been pretty good this year. He
0: had uh, 30 uh, home runs in Seattle a few years ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. He, he's he's not
0: too bad of a player. And to uh, get him for, although Holderman has been... Uh, pretty reliable to get them for somebody or a bullpen arm that started in
1: AAA. You make that trade, I guess. Um, yeah, I it's always him and go. Yeah, it's always good to have a lefty power bat, especially at the bench, where we're probably be by the postseason time. The next be. trade, in chron- for chronological order, was literally right after the Yankees Mets game. Second Yankees game Mets Mets game ended, and the Yankees acquired Andrew Benintendi, who obviously has been. Like one of the well more more well known names in the market that teams have been wanting, and the Yankees went out and got him after they've been they were rumored to him for like months So they got him. As uh, a Yankees fan, I think it's a really good deal for them. Honestly, he does literally what like he's the complete opposite of what Joey Gallo is, and it's what they need right now. And he gets on base. Yes, he doesn't slug, so his, his OPS is not even over 800. But he has a high batting average, among the highest American League. He walks. He puts balls in play. He's a solid. He plays good defense. Decent speed. Andrew Benintendi's a good player. Rental deal. They gave up Beckway, who was the main piece of it, right in a pitcher who was like, I believe, 18 to nineteenth twentieth in the farm. Yankees yeah, have a deep farm system, especially with pitchers. He's he probably is potentially like a mid rotation starter, so he could be pretty good. Chandler Ch- uh, Champlain is. I mean, I literally did not know who he was before this, and I'm a Yankees fan. And then T- Stephen Sik- Ciccarelli is a is a decent pitcher. He was like twenty third, I think, in the top thirty. She so yeah, had, like, three pitchers to get a rental, but, like, not really valued pitchers that the like Yankees – yeah, not guys the Yankees really valued. I think it was a good deal for them. And you mentioned to see where they slot him in the lineup.
0: Yeah, uh, he made his debut at the leadoff hole. Um, yeah, against the Royals, pretty too, which is funny. Yeah. Yeah, so first at that. I love when that happens, when players get traded and play their former teams right away. It's yeah, it's lot. funny.
1: Only in baseball that happens, pretty much.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. I like that deal for the Yankees. They definitely needed a Gallo replacement. Uh, do you think Gallo gets dealt somewhere or?
1: Yeah, I What's think it? for sure. Even, even for scraps. For Gallo. Uh. Well, Jack Curry actually said like a few hours ago that the Bra- the Braves are very interested in him. Keep. Like he said, oh, keep an yeah. eye out for them they lost Duval. Kind of similar players. Duval's a little bit better this year, but Gallo you know, is a better defender. I think that makes a lot of sense. Whenever Curry says, I mean. But the Yankees, like, it usually happens. So I, I could see that deal happening pretty soon.
0: I know Joey Gallo has not been good this year, but, like, that's not a player that I want the Braves acquiring.
1: Yeah, cause, because it's Braves. like he just, he just didn't work out in New York. Like, you saw – I saw the article where he said, like, even with all these fans hating him and really wanting him to do bad, some of these yeah. fans wanting him to do bad, which makes no sense. Like, he literally says, like, I just, I just didn't live up with expectations. I was disappointed in my play. And I still always, like, loved New York and stuff like that. Like, he – I'm gonna root for him for sure wherever he goes. He's a really good guy. Yeah, I feel bad for Joey.
0: Yeah. Um I like Joey Gallo. It sucks that he didn't pan out with the Yankees. And it, it hurts to see him feel so bad about it. But um not everybody's built for New York. Hopefully he's able to move on and continue his career. Hopefully not with the Braves for my sake, but
1: I feel like he'd just do really good with the Braves. Just I don't know why oh, yeah, he'd just he'd,
0: he'd be a starting outfielder every day. I every know. day. Yeah. But um, back to Benintendi. That's a good pickup for the Yankees. Kind of saw it coming. Hopefully, he gets vaccinated so he can play in Toronto. It's gonna be really interesting if he um uh, has to make that decision. Yankee-Toronto playoff series. It it will be. Yeah, it will be for sure. Uh, if if, I, if he doesn't play, that'd be a huge mistake.
1: Yeah, it'd be bad. Like, the deal, like looks way worse than at that point. To be honest, that's just that's just the fact. Uh, next deal. Mets acquired Tyler Naquin and Philip Dial. Philip D'Al is kind of a throw in here as a reliever. thought so was you, to get any like any reliever though, to be honest, maybe you could fix him. But like, he also has a ten RA this year though, so he's not been good. But Tyler Naquin, platoon, left-handed outfield bat. Mets making like the moves around the edges like they should be. What do you think of it? I think it's a solid deal. Like who cares? Good, always going to get platoon yeah, bat. I, like, I like
0: it. I like it a lot. You know, it's the Jankowski replacement. And he started off the year hot, but you know. You can't have a pinch runner on your playoff roster if you want yeah. to succeed. So, um, I like the deal. Just a bang average outfielder to be the fourth outfielder for this team. I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I'm starting to get a little nervous that we're not making that big deal. Obviously, the big deal is coming.
1: We're yeah, we making coming.
0: these small deals just to ride this team into the playoffs, although they've been good. We're going to acquire a big bat. Hopefully Contreras. Um, that's what I'm looking for. But uh, I, I like that pickup. Fourth outfielder <laughs> for the Mets. We um have to give up much.
1: Yeah, I don't know who Hector Rodriguez or Jose Cunha are. Like, do you care about Philip Diel D- D- either or dial oh, I don't know how to pronounce it.
0: I I really don't. I don't think he'll do the majors this year. But yeah, Jeremy Hefner's <laughs> pitching lab maybe he'll become a lead. So who knows.
1: <laughs> true. True. Yeah. And then complete. obviously obviously the big one that everyone's been waiting for. Uh Luis Castillo was traded to the Mariners in a massive, and I mean massive package, the Mariners sent to the Reds. Uh I was a Yankees fan, I was pretty pissed when I saw this deal from just the out, just from the jump start. And then I saw what they gave up and in order to match what the Mariners gave up the Yankees, what they gave up Anthony Volpe, and obviously they value him too highly, so they weren't going to do that. So, yeah, this is a huge deal. Uh, the Mariners got Novi, or some of the Mariners. So, let's go to Marte, who I believe is the 18th best prospect in baseball, absolute stud, 20 year old shortstop, Mariners number one prospect. They also got everyone a royal, a royal, and the Mariners first round pick from last year, I believe, who was their number three prospect, stud, shortstop. And they got, um what's his name? Levi. Oh. Uh, What's it, do you have it?
0: Uh, not off the
1: top of my head. Oh my god, I should know it's this. Another, another highly rated prospect. Oh yeah, Le- Levi Stout. Er, yeah, and then Andrew Moore too. Who, like, apparently, I will see a lot of a lot of Mariners fans actually like as a pitcher too. So yeah, pretty massive package to get Luis Castillo, who's absolutely nasty. Also, the other year patrolling room. I lo- I think it's a little bit. I mean, it's not. To, you got to overpay to get good players, so that's kind of like my reason, my stance on that. So, I think it's a really good deal for the Mariners to all in. I like it. Haven't made the playoffs in forever.
0: I completely agree. I know it was a huge package. The Mariners have not made the playoffs since, I think, 2001. Um, I think you got to go all in. You have a team that is competing. If you have to give up some prospects to just kill your your playoff drought, just do it. Uh, if, if, yeah. it's going to get you there. They're almost a playoff lock with this trade, I'd say. Um, the
1: Mariners... Hopefully, uh, yeah.
0: They, they had to make a big deal to uh, end this playoff drought, and they did. It. They aren't going to sit around and say maybe anymore. They're going to try to compete, and I like to see that from teams. Um, I, I like the deal a lot for the Mariners and the Reds. The Reds got a great package for Castillo, so um they must have been happy to receive that. I
1: think it was a good, good trade for both sides. Yeah, I mean the Reds officially blew it up this past offseason. Like, even though the fans did not want them to at all, got a lot, only got a lot of hate for it, deservedly because their owner sucks and like never wants to win, seems like. But just off of that, like their this trade and even just this past year for building, they already have like a top, maybe even five, at least top eight farm system in baseball already, and like three builds rebuild even ready looking like load, like it's. Looks great right now. Melvin Marte, Nick Ladole is obviously a known name. Eddie Cruz is arguably one of the most exciting prospects in baseball. This might be another might be another O'Neill Cruz. He's a stud. Uh, Edwin Warrior looked like on the package. Case Petty, they got in the Sonny Gray deal. They have a loaded farm ready. So I think really good deal for both sides. Massive package. Castillo is a stud though, so I think the Mariners fans should be happy. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, Are there any
0: other trades
1: that we have to review? Uh, I mean, Chris Martin went to the Dodgers for Zach McKinstry. Chris Martin, decent reliever. I guarantee he'll be pitching, like, high leverage innings in October for them and just be good because that's what the Dodgers do. Probably. What else happened? Uh, Amado Sosa finally got traded from the Cardinals to the Phillies for Jojo Romero, who is just, like, a death pitcher, to be honest, but he's also hurt right now, so, like, who kind of cares? And then the one that kind of broke my heart, uh, David Peralta like got traded to the Rays. I knew this was coming for a while now. Not going to lie, not happy that they went to the Rays. Don't like the Rays at all, to be honest. But I think he'll be good with them. Uh, they kind of got nothing, to be honest, but his value isn't that high. But it sucks to see him go. One of the best Diamondbacks in recent memory. Crazy good story. Uh, well loved by the fans. Love the city and everything. Sad to see him go, but you knew it was going to happen. So, yeah. yeah.
0: That's the business. It is the business. Players that you. How, how long was Peralta around? For a while, must have been.
1: At least uh, close to seven. I think seven years. I believe.
0: Yeah, grow, growing up watching him. Um, it, it's always sad to see players like that go. Um, but still, I, very good pickup for the Rays, in my opinion. Yeah, Especially very
1: good pick up for the Rays. Pick up nothing. A very a very raised trade. Yeah, it is a very raised trade. It is. I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good for them too. Yeah, so but, yeah,
0: um, that's have I I so that's, far. Yeah. I, um. I before we wrap up, we just want to go over one more thing. Uh, just bring up Aaron Judge. Wow. Uh, you could you could talk about him.
1: Yeah. He's, I mean, he's having he's having the greatest season ever for a Yankee since probably 7 A Rod. I think it's just a fact. I mean, the stretch he's been on recently, his last twelve games, he's hitting forty nine. With 11 homers, 17 runs, 25 RBIs, eight walks, and two stolen bases, he's honestly ridiculous. Like he, re- he just, it's unreal. 42 bombs before the month of August. The stat that I saw today was absolutely insane. Uh, most homers before August in the season will be history. Who has the one Barry Bonds with 45? 1998 Mark McGuire with 45, and then it's 2022 Aaron Judge with 42, and 1998 Sammy Sosa with 42. Obviously, with a long gone summer. Uh, Rate, home run race that those two McGuire and Schultz had. It's, it's honestly ridiculous what he's doing. Especially in, in contract year, you know he's just loving this right now. Like You know he's absolutely loving what's, what's happening right now and how good he's been. Yeah, he's the been unreal. System. Yeah, it, it is a great decision. He bet on himself and look at it. Like, it's crazy. Page yeah. could it, could it, just six, 66 bombs this year. This contract is going to be insane. I'm excited to see uh,
0: where he ends up going and how much it's for. Uh, that's all the time we have for today. Um, a little bit short episode with half the guys, but um, we'll be back soon with a, hopefully a fuller or a better cast. <laughs> Not better, more people. We're a fantastic cast ourselves. Yeah, um, follow, us. yeah follow,
1: follow us. Yeah, follow us at Seams on Twitter, and then to the seams on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, all that. All right, well, uh, we'll see you guys soon. Thanks for listening. Peace.